Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer. As always, I'm a silent madman controlling gravity and an alien... <laughs> and an army of alien spiders, Michael. And joining me is my sexy brunette saviour with a killer dog and looks to match. It's Adrian. Dog is the best. And uh, watching from the shadows and adjusting his tie, it's Matt. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. I knew you were going to say that line. You used to love saying G-Man lines. If you haven't guessed by these clever intros or by the title of this fortnight, we have been playing Half-Life 2 because there is no Half-Life 3. That's... Why do you have to open like that? Why do you have to <laughs> open on a down? It's like, that's how it goes at all. You're gonna just do us like this right here, right <laughs> now to start. Wow! Now I'm gonna cry for the whole episode. But look, <laughs> do we even need Half Life Three? That's... Yes and no. Yeah, it's kind of it's hard to say. It's like dealing with the death of someone. Which I know is a bit extreme, but it really Ooh. is. It it really is apt. It's like, wow, I really need this person in my life, but I just have to deal with the fact that I don't. It's sad. <laughs> it's hurtful. Okay. If we really are going to start with this, then <laughs> no, we don't need three. We need two point three, and then they can just leave and it. Then, like, well, just finish, just finish your story, and then we yeah, can leave it there. That's fair. That's all I ask for. Now. I know that during the fortnight, Mitch, sorry, Matt. What wow. A- <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Holy. <sighs> Get absolutely <laughs> replaced. I'm on autopilot right now. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm gone now. Yeah, here's, here's, here's another death I have to deal with. <laughs> now, I know that Matt 100%ed Half-Life 2. Did you also include the episodes in your playthrough? No, I wasn't able to hit them, but that's okay because we'll do that for a future episode because I'm going to make you do them for a future episode. Why? <laughs> How much of this game have you played? I made it to cha- like the end of Chapter 4, Chapter 5. Uh, I was a busy boy this past uh, fortnight, and uh, I feel like I have uh, understood how Half-Life works, but I'm missing out on the story. And if I can start there... Um, having not played Half-Life 1, what is going on? (laughs) I don't... uh, Look, welcome to story time with Michael. Michael will tell you the plot of Half-Life 2 as he can glean from what... So you play Gordon Freeman, who uh, once sort of saved everyone, but not really because everything's a mess and it's a dystopian future where your old boss has become, like, the leader of the free world. <laughs> and there's these aliens with the big eyes, and I'm pretty sure in the first one they were bad guys, but now they're not bad guys anymore. And uh, they call, like, they, they're called the Combine, but as far as I can tell, that's just a bunch of guys in, like, white gas masks doing stuff for your old boss. Uh, and your boss, he like a classic boss in a large corporation, doesn't actually know who you are. He's only heard like rumors of you. He, but he like he forgot your name one time, and you had some awkward interactions in the elevator. And uh, your older friends now run like a resistance. One of them dresses as a guard. One of them has a daughter 
who I guess was like a child the first time around, but now she's like sexy and Gordon doesn't know how to feel <laughs> about that. And uh, But she's incredibly capable. I do like that. She is like not a damsel in distress. She's just a good character. Uh, and then you get on a boat. <laughs> Half-Life 2, the end. Well, wow. see, you've... I can tell when you stopped playing because you didn't even mention getting into a car. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Then you get into vehicles. Well, was so that who... the new thing of Half-Life 2 that you could drive? No, see the new thing with Half-Life 2 is and this is a technically incorrect statement, but I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. This is the first game to feature physics at all. Uh so it played <laughs> with physics a lot. And I see someone in the grind has put, we get it, there's physics. But that's like saying, Star Wars, that's a lot of sci-fi tropes, doesn't it? No. You know why I put that note in there? Is, okay, we get it. There's physics. There's nothing wrong with physics as a form of gameplay, but when I'm trying to go the way you want me to go across wooden planks and Gordon's kicking the planks (laughs) off of the scaffolding... Like, lock that piece of geometry down, my friend. That doesn't need physics. I know the one you're talking about. I somehow got stuck between that plank and the wall and then, like, shook, like, vibrated furiously for a moment and then it launched me downwards into the ground, killing me instantly. So that one's a fair one. That one's... Yes, thank you. But that's kind of like the Fallout kind of... Remember when Fallout was good? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and remember when Skyrim was good and it was buggy, but it was the buggy that it was fun. And then now it's not really an excuse where this is a lot of that in terms of the physics, where it's like the good thing is the physics, but the bad thing is the physics. <laughs> um, so it's like, it is literally the predecessor to Portal, which I, and then Portal 2, I would say is one of the finest in terms of, like doing physics simulations in a way. Uh, <laughs> but you, why I bring up the physics now is because the most important thing to Half-Life 2 is it shouldn't even be called Half-Life 2 because you can ignore Half-Life 1. It should be called Gravity Gun the game. Oh, what a great addition. It is the best thing, and the fact that Michael has never seen it I'm imagining here. Nope. <laughs> you have not played this game, in in my opinion. I told you, I told you to use cheats to get to Ravenholm so that you could understand the game. Oh. You didn't Unf- get to Ravenholm? Yeah, apparently, I, like, that's the next chapter? Oh, I think I'm one chapter out. off. <sighs> there is much about this game that is great, and Ravenholm is one of those one of those things. Uh, but we're supposed to talk about how the game is for a busy gamer in this section. And as the busiest boy, Michael, how did you find it? Uh, it's a good game. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, if I if I could just take it all down to bare basics. Look, it's a good game. I just, I didn't have the time. Uh, and, like, at this point, that is as far as I had gotten. Um, in... Well, I, I don't even know if I'd be able to continue further because we've got to move on to other games and this is the burden of the busy gamer. Um, 
So I've like I feel that I can't actually like I can't weigh in on like an accurate scope of whether or not you should be playing this game. All I can say is like I'll only be able to chime in every now and then based on sort of how I think the game like plays and things like that. But I think it's it, we're at the point where I've played so little that it would be unfair to judge it if it's like like as as a game. I've effectively yeah. just played a tech demo. But I guess that's all part of the discussion. Like, when you did play it, did it seem, uh, like, friendly to you as someone who, you know, only had a certain amount of time? Oh, like, yes. It's both fast-paced but also slightly long-winded. It was was strange returning to a time when there were loading screens, like, (laughs) (laughs) mid-chapter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, which I felt was a bit odd. I guess it's a limitation of the tech of the time going, oh, hang on, I need to load the rest of the level. I kind of wish that maybe then you just made smaller levels or like or like call them a chapter, not like it takes three to four loading screens to get through one chapter. It's like just break, like break it up a bit. I think that would be like okay. But well, they, like you said... I think it's a of its time. It's just like that's the limitation of the Source Engine in two thousand and four. Yeah, um, but like, it's it's good. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? It's without getting too much into like the latest stuff because right now we're focusing on like the grind and whether or not it's suitable for a busy gamer. So I don't want to get into the other stuff too much yet. But all I want to say is that. The speed at which I was getting through it, I know it would have been manageable in our in a standard like fortnight for us. But I had just like a hell of a fortnight when it came to busy boy work, um, so it just completely interfered. And then it's and then it's no good if you don't have if you only have like your phone at your disposal or someone put in the notes the switch. It's not on the switch very true like if it had been on something portable then i might have got more time in but the fact it's a like a pc game uh like my hands were tied effectively yeah but how good would it be on the switch though just to be able to play just to be able to play this on the go like you can with all the switch titles and that i think that's my problem is and it's and it is my problem with the next game that we're going to play is having to play it on a PC when I don't primarily use the PC, but also we're in a world where, you know, you do watch TV at the same time that you do something. Um, Like, that's very common, I think, nowadays. Someone is, like, ever since the Wii U, that was the point of the Wii U. Someone's got the gamepad, TV's on. We're watching the cricket. I don't know. Uh, So... There is that, but I was a huge fanboy of Half-Life 2 back in the day, and I was a huge advocate that Half-Life 3 should be a thing. Uh, so I, I think that Michael is trying to be very diplomatic as well because he could probably feel the gun po- that I'm pointing to him <laughs> a state away. Uh, but the thing is, I'm playing this again with a like more mature, fresh view 
but I kind of still agree with myself. I still think this this game is so good that it is actually honestly swaying what a game for a busy gamer is. It's I'm not saying that this is necessarily the best game in terms of gameplay, but the story and like what it does, like it's not a big hype kind of thing. It hypes me up, but like you're not gonna go be playing this for playing it. You would play it to experience the puzzles and to get that story. It's it's kind of like it's like the alien of games, which is understandable because there's parasites that kill you and it's on your face and head area. It's a very good analogy here. But it's kind of, it's slow at times. Even when you're like shooting things, that's like, this isn't Max Payne. You're not shooting things to shoot things. You're shooting things because they're shooting at you. But when I'm playing this again, even though I kind of know the gist of everything very well, I'm still like, okay, what's my next move? What do I need to do here to progress in the level? Because I'm also trying to get through it quickly because I'm a busy gamer. And I'm like, I, I don't even need to shoot these guys. I need to shoot the barrel next to them to explode so that I can make a path. But these guys aren't even my target. And what I'm getting at here is that this game is so good that it breaks my mental algorithm for whether or not a game is for a busy gamer, where I put in, how long does it take to play? Uh, How much can I talk about it, apparently? Uh, How much does it cost? These are all the things that I think about, because time is money. Like, Well, money is time as well. Whoa, Uh, deep. I know. (laughs) But that's like what I factor into it. Like Resident Evil 2 Remake earlier this year, I'm like, it's a fantastic game, but it's too expensive for for what it is, so it's not really as much of a game for a busy gamer as it could be, is an example off the top of my head. Uh, But this game, the plot, like, Half-Life is actually pretty much irrelevant to the plot of Half-Life 2. You're just in this Orwellian environment, that's kind of all you need to know, and you go from there. Uh, And so, in... In my opinion, and this is kind of a spoiler, if you're not a busy gamer, you know the question that we asked at the end of the day. I'm not going to answer it, but I'm just saying this game is so good that all the other factors kind of don't count into whether or not it's a game for a busy gamer. And I think that it is. It is See, a game. I, I was having troubles. Like, because you have the beauty because it is PC. And you may not get this on you know a Switch port or a phone version, but quick save and quick load like uh, mm. save states basically uh, guaranteed in the game which is a great point of like oh well I need to stop here so I'm just going to find a little bit of cover and then I uh, I can just press quick save and come back and load it but also mm-hmm. and while at the time like it's it it was a game changer at the time and it is very cool, uh, very cool is the cutscenes aren't you know pre-rendered or anything they're, they're in game you can you can do whatever you want while the p- cutscene's going, and that's great. But also, you can't skip it. So that's, I mean, there aren't too many, and they aren't massively long. But that does play a part of like, well, you're you're locked into this for the next five or ten minutes. Again, you can probably just leave your computer because it doesn't matter. But that's just another another factor. So I think I think I I see where you're coming from, and I do agree. Of like, um, 
it's just such a good game you need to play it regardless so i'd say yes it is for a busy gamer <sighs> what a what a like we're still gushing over this so many years after 15 years later <laughs> and because i don't think there needs to be a half-life 3 necessarily but i was just enjoying it so much in kind of like a wholesome way that I'm like, there should be more of it. There should be, like, why hasn't someone done more of this? Because, like, this is going to sound weird, but there's moments of this game that are kind of almost like, almost like the witness, right? Like in the, those puzzle moments that you have, they're kind of like the witness. And then you've got gunplay, and then you've got, uh, like, the, this really good story. Why hasn't someone tried to do something like this? It's just good. Where is this? I want because more of this. <laughs> Valve have decided VR is a greater uh, thing to explore, unfortunately. That's the current rumor, isn't it? That they're going to be um, oh, doing maybe. a VR uh, prequel or something? Pre-sequel, even? Well, because every time they've launched like a new thing, you know, it was Golden Source with Half-Life. It was um, Steam with Half-Life 2. They've always made a Half-Life game to coincide with it but uh i think they're beyond that now it's been a little it's been a little while and uh if they were le- willing to leave their story hanging for uh 15 years or, or 13 years since 2.2 then uh i'm sure they don't care anymore i honestly think they don't care which makes me sad because like i said i i don't care if half-life 3 happens like they never re- announced half-life 3 we all just assumed it would become half like half-life 2 episode 3 would become Half-Life 3, and uh, I just need the story finished because where it's left, mm-mm, nah, you can't just you can't just do that to me, all right? All right? Well, see, that's okay because we can save this conversation for when I force Michael to finish Half-Life 2 and play Episode 1 and 2, and then we'll do another episode on that. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely going to be required. Uh, <laughs> can I quickly talk about my ex- like how this game came into my uh, knowledge and the experience I had with it the first time. Go for it. Because you were you used to be an avid PC gamer. You were you were a classic PC only Max bad kind oh, of Max guy. Oh, Max are bad. Well, this was back when PS3 and 360 were the biggest, and both of those were disgusting. And to this day, I still haven't actually played them. I'm now on the other side of the river with my PS4 and Switch, Xbox One S, and a crappy laptop that can hardly run Half-Life 2. But you you were like adrian i was getting into pc gaming i was playing portal and stuff and you're like you gotta play half-life 2 and then the episodes and i did and at the end of 2.2 i just remember being like oh oh such a good cliffhanger what an excellent like can't wait for episode three where's that coming and you were like that's not happening they're not doing that like, well, nothing. and i was not- like well all right that's the end of my life and i <laughs> memed for a long time but it was never enough <laughs> It never is. Uh, the pain we suffer. Well, we can't make a witty segue about inventory in this one because there isn't really one in this game. But let's move on to our inventory management. Well, I've been talking some oh, briefly about the next game being on PC. I've decided that's the best thing. That's the best way to play Tony Hawk's Underground 2 because... I can't be bothered trying to buy from eBay uh, 
you know the old PS2 or Xbox discs. So, Thug Two. I'm excited. You showed me a picture. And I was instantly teleported back to a better time, and uh, I hope my barley copy and my barley PS2 <laughs> still work. That's all I can say. It, there was a time where it didn't matter if you were into skating or not. The Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games and Thug, they were like universally enjoyed. They were just really fun to play. Like I was not a like a skater kid like at all, but I had the games. You had to have at least one when your friend would come over and you'd play horse, you know. Oh, yes. It's what you you just had to have one. We had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, I think it was, on the computers in my primary school and we would play like at lunch if they would let us back in the classrooms. Like they were just good fun. So I'm looking forward to that. See, here's the thing. I never had that because I'll, I, I sucked. I couldn't get it. I didn't understand it. And I've been playing already because I smashed out Half-Life 2, 100% of that bad boy, finally, after all these years. Uh, because apparently finding all the caches was too hard for me as a teenager. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I started playing Thug 2. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually do this now. I have the acumen to do the buttons at the correct time and to not fall off immediately after starting a grind. Because that's what I would do when I was a little kid and my cousin goes, oh, I've got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater number one or two probably. Here, if you press this button, you do a grind. I press the button for a split second. That little bar shows up. Immediately, the arrow just slams into the side and I fall (laughs) off. And then my cousin... Went, mm, you're a bit mm. <laughs> a loser, kid, isn't he? You're not, you're not gnarly, bruh. Really was, judgy cousin. <laughs> it was one thing going like, oh, this guy can't skate in real life, but then he can't even skate as a in the game. Come on, buddy. And that's and that's why my cousin Josh probably doesn't like me. <laughs> well, now but, that I know that, that's why I don't like you. Well, I'm good now. I've, oh, okay, cool. I've, un- I've just unlocked Ben Franklin, which I've put in as the cover art for the <laughs> podcast when we do it next fortnight. So look forward to that. Uh, coming up after, uh, we've got Deadly Premonition, which was an audience suggestion. So, Have you ever looked much at Deadly Premonition? I know nothing about it off the top of my head. It is a strange game that I have always been intrigued by, but it's scary, so I've never played it before. (laughs) I didn't... I've not looked at anything at all until just now. I looked at the cover art. I did not realise it was an open-world survival horror game. And I'm keen, because, again, this is... When this came out, would not have played it. Nine years ago, I know, isn't exactly a... (laughs) Isn't exactly... Uh, I w- would have been a teenager, question mark? Yes. But I still would have been too scared to play. Too scared. Oh, no, not, uh, not for me. I still... Well, I... we've done Resident Evil 2. How hard can it be, you know? 
It's a, it's a fair point. But no, imagine playing Resident Evil 2, but I'm pretty sure in Deadly Premonition, there's a in-game clock system, like like Majora's Mask. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no. Like certain oh. things only happen at certain times of day in certain places. So Could it's you, like a please. puzzle game? <laughs> Could you please not mention the scariest game of all time again? <laughs> Majora's Mask. Yes. That that game is uh, unsettling as a child. Look, it is very creepy. Uh, but if but you want So is Half-Life 2 at times. Oh, yeah. Half-Life 2 can be really scary. But before I get into that, I just wanted to say, if you want to suggest a game for us to play, like if the mention of Majora's Mask, hang on a second, these guys haven't played an old Nintendo 64... Zelda game for the podcast we'll go ahead and suggest it you can uh, review us on iTunes, leave it there if it's 5 stars, it's pretty much a guarantee that we're going to do it, share us on Spotify hit us up on Facebook at, at No Time to Grind Podcast or find us on Instagram, you just search No Time to Grind Podcast comment or message on any one of those a game that you want us to play and we'll play it because we've got an open schedule coming up here so that's, that's all good. Uh, now, back to Half-Life 2 being scary. I've written in the in our show notes here, I've written perfect, um, and the scariness it, it kind of ties in with that. So just perfect. Half-Life 2 is perfect, was my note. Uh, you'll get no uh, argument from me. What if I told you it was perfect? Dun, I, dun, dun. Yeah, <laughs> I know, we've all, we've all just agreed with it. It is... The scariest part is not Ravenholm because you're expecting that. The scariest part is when you're just chilling somewhere and then a zombie pops out. Or if you've done a lot of exploring in the early parts of the game, it, the game hasn't even introduced zombies to you yet and then one can pop out. There's like two s- spots that a zombie just pops out and you're like, hey, we didn't tell you this, but uh, there's zombies in this game. You're welcome. I think one of the scariest parts is the bloody tongues. The Those things can bugger right off just like, I'm around it, I'm around it, ah! and then it just picks you up and you're like, I have three seconds or I'm dead. <laughs> User death imminent. Exactly. Look, I feel that this, like you can see everything, you can see everything in front of you with uh, Half-Life 2. It's not it's not like the father or the grandfather but it's like it's like the son and we're currently encountering the grandson if that makes sense cuz you probably put doom down as being like you know the father of shooters of first person shooters yeah that is the father the grandfather probably being like wolfenstein even before doom where it's just like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and uh, then you come along to Half-Life 2 and it's caught in between two generations and you can sort of see it now heading back to it. It's 2004 and it's still got the like old gunplay and the old movement where you're still kind of like quite skatey. Yeah, even I was going to say skating on ice. Yeah, even though it's like physics... Gordon is still very much like 
as he's just slipping around <laughs> and it's it's that old school feel but then because of the new things they're trying to do with the engine it's it's starting to lean into that next generation i looked at what else came out in 2004 and you've got like halo 2 now i would say that halo 2 has better gunplay than half-life oh for sure I'm, and... I'm not even gonna argue with that hell Far Cry 1 came out in 2004. That has way better, like, gunplay. And I think that was... So this this is Valve, I guess, reaching their, their, like, height. But at this time, I'm guessing Valve still didn't have a lot of money. Like yeah, they... so this is at the release of Steam, I believe, so... Yeah, they would have just been a game dev company at that point before they made the big, big Steam bucks. Yeah, and you can sort of see it here where it doesn't really, it doesn't really feel AAA. It's got the design elements like they're like it's a really well designed game, and it's got great ideas and great writing, and it's trying to push the boundaries for the year, and I guess even kind of in general like not a lot of first person shooters want to dabble in physics based puzzles and a shooter uh so there so there's great design there but then the engine that they're running in is is just kind of all about what can we do with kind of the medium not actually what can we do to make it like it's not it's not pretty it's not the prettiest looking game it's fine but it's not pretty and yeah, and then it just doesn't handle amazingly well. So it's just caught in between those two generations. That's all I'm saying. And I, so I, I, I think it's safe in saying that it, like, it was perfect. But I think now having moved into that generation, it's, it's a little bit. It feels a little bit awkward. I don't know what's worse: skating around as Gordon Freeman, where. You are not tied to this earthly plane, or being in the airboat hitting a small rock, but you're going way too fast, and the game is simultaneously disobeying every law of physics, inertia, <laughs> gravity, but at the same time, it's trying to make sure that you stay down, or like you you hit a turn in a pipe too hard, you're suddenly already in. Thug two, <laughs> like it. It is a weird. I think you're weird. Like Gordon Freeman is the weird thing about it. Like chucking blocks on things. Normally it's fine. Sometimes they get a bit rambunctious and like r- really like you sh- it should just pop down, but it kind of uh, goes too far, too fast. Like, they just didn't quite get density right. Like, especially with water, when you have to use, like, wood to traverse over water. Like, that's a bit weird. Oh, that was painful. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it, it is painful. But, I, like, it's like I said before. It has a lot of those tropes, and it doesn't do them kind of... It doesn't do them perfectly, but not only did it kind of do them was one of the first games to do them but also i'm not saying that it's done it the best at all just done it well enough to still stand 
if you know what I mean. I think you're right with the physics. You said earlier that it's like it's its boon and it's like uh, curse because it's like it was. If it wasn't the first, it was one of the first to really do realistic physics for something. Maybe it doesn't really need realistic physics for, um, but uh, like it was great. Um, but also, in the same way that Skyrim bugs out, like it is a little buggy. But again, like at the time, that's what people were okay with, I guess. Um, but it does definitely show now where you just like you jump on a desk and then you obviously hit like some prop at the wrong angle and you shoot across the room. Hilarious, but like, is that worth the uh, the full physics of every possible item on the map? You well, be the judge. It it. If it didn't have the physics puzzles, I would say, no, why would you, like, why Why was this done? This was a horrible idea. But because the physics puzzles do play a lot into it, and that's what makes it, to me, so much better, is because you do have those puzzling moments. Uh, why can't I jump across this? Do I need one more cinder block to hold it down, you know? Uh, or am I just not nailing the jumps right because Gordon Freeman's still wearing his skates from... Black Mesa, the facility was too large, so they gave gave everybody rollerblades. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it is kind of a catch twenty two. I would I would definitely pick having these puzzles. Like these puzzles are great, and that's why I think that's why everybody was going at the time. So Portal came out. And, and it was also revealed, like, at the end of Portal, you hear the end credits music, maybe Black Mesa, that was a joke. Haha, <laughs> fat chance. And everybody was like, holy crap. Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Chapter 3 is going to have the gravity gun and the portal gun. Like, it, it was it was just so natural. It was like, yep, that's it. That makes sense. That's, that's mm-hmm. how it's going to be because all those physics stuff is based... I would even go so far as if they one day they go make Portal 3 and it's a half-half played Shell and Gordon Freeman and then that way they can still continue to troll people. There never was a Half-Life 3. <laughs> because I think that's where the Half-Life charm kind of went was into Portal. And then yeah. the gunplay... You could go play Call of Duty. It's got the depth of a small puddle, but it has much better gunplay. So the the reason you stayed at Half-Life 2 is the physics, and Portal 2 supplied that, is basically what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings, okay? No, it makes sense. That, like, if the whole game's thing was physics and then Portal came to override it, then... Does it even need to exist? I would still say yes. I just don't like unfinished stories, especially when they're this uh, intriguing. Yeah, this story is really good. I like the law. Like I like the design of stuff. So the combine are called the combine because they combine multiple alien races and technologies. So mm. you've got the regular guards that you see that Michael said they're just guys with gas masks on. Uh, but then you've got the step above that who kind of look the same, bit different because they're aliens. And then when they start getting the Overwatch in and the Striders in, and it's like, oh, this is a very alien. And even the ships that they have, you can tell that they're not 
uh, like you look at it and it's like, that's a big bug. And it's like, that's because it is a big bug that they've connected jets to. It's a very good world, very good universe. Yeah, yeah. It, feel, it almost feels like a world only uh, a computer nerd like Gabe Newell could help come up with. And it is the perfect com- uh, like world for a computer nerd like us to love. Yes. And that's why we're sad. I think it's surely at the point now where Half-Life 3... Is perhaps maybe it's just a limitation of technology because if you look at Half Life Two and how we've discussed that it did so much in terms of physics and yes it got overrided got overwritten by Portal so is the problem that they're just that Valve's just in the background trying to develop a new engine that can do something that nothing else can and so it's a limitation. Like, it's it's purely, like, maybe they've got the story exactly lined out. Maybe they've got the levels exactly planned out. But they're sitting there going, guys, the, the, the tech's not here yet to do what we want. Like, the famous, like, the George Lucas problem, where eventually he went, oh, we can now do the prequel trilogy because the tech is available. I can make it look the way I imagine it to be. That's how George it- Lucas imagined Attack of the Clones? It was the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. He was just, he thought that that's as good as it was going to get. No, I, I think you're spot on, though, because Half-Life 1 was gold source. Half-Life 2 was source. Uh, so Half-Life 3 will be synonymous with Source 3 when it eventually comes out, Is has always been my assumption. That's been the assumption of most people, but... And if you'd said that, maybe like oof, uh, four, five years ago, I would have agreed. But like, they've developed a new engine. If like, they have, it's not happening. Sorry, guys. That's all I can say. <laughs> like, I have lost hope, and I'm a man of hope. Uh, they, I think they've just moved away from game development as a whole, unless it's a. I mean, they because like, when they talked about episodes one two and three um they were saying you know we're moving away from you know big releases with big development time to like shorter cycles that's why they did little episodes and eventually they've moved to the uh the ultimate of that which is a dota which is a um what's their new one artifact where it's like it's constantly it's a games as a service unless they can make half-life 3 a game as a service or whatever it eventuates to which please don't uh i think they're just not touching it i don't think we know the story's been completed. Um, the writer for Half-Life 2 and, and I suppose 3, who's now left um, Valve, released the story and just changed, like, Gordon to something else, Jordan or something. I was like, No, what? I'm pretty sure he gender-flipped him. Okay, well, whatever he did, he basically released the story, tweaked it enough that he can't, I suppose, can't be sued. But also, it doesn't matter if they're never going to do it. I, I've lost all hope. Is yeah. that then a problem, though? So he's left the company. He's then basically revealed the story. The, the t- team at Valve then go, oh, well, great. Now we've got to write a whole new story for it. And that's delayed it even further. No, I think what's happened is people have, like, they were going to do it. 
uh, it got de- delayed for whatever reason. They couldn't figure out a good ending or whatnot. Um, and he released it like last year, and it has been over a decade. Like nothing about Half Life has been said for like five plus years. I think he, he left and was like, "Here's the story." At least when I wrote it, at when when Episode Three was going to be a thing, and then people like, yeah, I don't, I don't know the exacts, but. It seems like just like he would put it up because he just wanted to give people some answers because it's probably never going to happen. Well, which is like why I was, I, you know a story writer left a company. Yeah, and that's it is a bit sad uh, that we'll never get. We probably most definitely would never get Half Life Three. But as a like, I don't even need Half Life Three or Half Life anything. I just think that this format, not necessarily physics pu- physics puzzles. But I think that out there, like, this is, someone has the ingredients of, you know, The Witness, Call of Duty, uh, and then Portal, and then they've made that work really well kind of thing. And I know that, chronologically, Half-Life 2 came first. I I know. Don't stop. I know. Uh, But there's, like, a formula there. They've got the ingredients. Like, we've seen the results. We just need to work backwards because it's a, it's just a fun, enjoyable, like subset of a genre that I feel like needs to be continued, and I feel like a lot of people kind of went, well, that's what heart, like that's what, that's what Valve's doing. Let's leave them to it because they they're nailing it, but now they're not nailing it. Why aren't we doing it more? In fact, if you know a game that is a lot like that in terms of like don't don't go to me like oh yeah doom because you got to do a puzzle once like that's not it's not what i'm talking about uh but if you know a game that's like that please tell me please let us know on our facebook because i want like i really want to know i want you to tell me uh that was a kickstarter I- a little while ago for a game called demon core which looked very similar and then it didn't get funded and i was sad that is very sad uh, I've got a fun fact for you. Um, so, Michael was saying that Half Life is like the ch- child, the grandchild. What were you saying? So, it's the it's the child. It's if Doom Doom is dad, Half Life Two is son, and we're living in the age of the grandson. Well, I'm telling. I I actually have the fun fact that uh, so the person we're talking about is Half Life Two. Uh, the dad is Half-Life. We go up a few more. We go up on the family tree closer to the uh, ancestors. It's Quake, right? But did you know that if you work the other way around, it's Apex Legends? A- oh. <laughs> Apex Legends is a modified source game. Oh, okay. Which is cool. Interesting. And uh, Source is based off of the Quake engine. Yeah, which I I always love because I was playing, uh, I was playing Quake Three Arena, I was playing Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, and I was playing Half Life and Half Life Two, and I was like, oh, 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 this family of engine is the best in the world. And for a time it was, and then uh, look, I was having a thought today. If you'd asked me, Michael, and Matthew, who we thought the best game companies were ten years ago, I probably would have said Valve. Matt probably would have said Bethesda, and just to make this anecdote work, Michael would have said Blizzard. Now, all three of them have kind of uh, faltered in more recent years. 
in different ways. Like I think Valve used to be at the cutting edge, and now they're they're doing their VR stuff, which is fine. But their their games are obviously lackluster uh, in comparison. And then Bethesda, they've lost a lot of uh, public favor. Bethesda's really trying. <laughs> Bethesda's really trying to help out uh, Outer Worlds. Trying to help them <laughs> sell their game by making people pay a hundred dollars a year to lose all their items. That's good. That's good, Bethesda. Yeah, we we played Fallout seventy six. That was um, that was enjoyable as you might think. But let's let's go into our final rating because if if I don't limit myself, I will keep talking forever. And one day I'm going to make Michael finish this game. Yes. Uh, so, and I want to finish this game. So I know it's hard for you to make a rating because you've, I like you said you don't think you've played enough, and I don't think you have either. But what do you think? Do you think this is Raven Home? It's like what rating? Thing. What rating would you give this, Michael? I think that if you have a computer at your disposal, then it is a make time to grind. Does that mean that it gets our seal of approval? I don't think I, unfortunately, I can't offer that. Okay. But I can say that it is a, that you kind of, you have to play it because of what it is. There are certain games that everybody has to play. You must play Ocarina of Time. You must play Half Life 2. You must play, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> well, one of these is not <laughs> but you, you get what I mean like there are certain games that I think everybody needs to experience as a gamer you don't have to you don't have to even you don't have to play it completely you don't have to enjoy it but you have to experience you have to get and, through raven home yeah oh, okay and I, look i very much want to and I've I've even tried I've tried Half Life before this in the past, and I didn't like I just did not get into Half Life. I think it was just like sort of too old for my mindset at the time. I can tell you what, no gravity gun. That's what it is. <laughs> no gravity gun. Well, I'm looking forward to the gravity gun, and this is like this is fine. It's it, it like it, it completely works, which makes like there are there are like no there are no hurdles. To this game, it's quite. It's like it's quite. It's quite snappy. It's good fun. It's very affordable. Like it's so cheap all the time now. <laughs> the only the only obstacle is the time that you have to play it. So I think it is a make time to grind. You got to find some time to slot it in because of its status in gaming history. Uh, I'll back that up. Make it's definitely a make time to grind it's a classic it's uh it'll be eternally fun i think and if you want to play with some friends grab the uh synergy mod and uh it's a it's a blast it's playing with me i'll smash it through because now i've gone through it so many times oh yeah oh i there, there was a moment when you're in the car and i remember as a teenager i would stop at every single house and then as an adult, I'm like, hang on, you don't need to stop at every single house. You can just drive right past them. It was invigorating. But thank you, Michael, for reading out the script I gave you very well, uh, because it it is what I think as well. It 
isn't necessarily a game for a busy gamer, which is why if Adrian was going to suggest it, I was going to go, I don't know if it needs that, uh, if it does get the award for the busy gamer, because it is not a busy boy certified game. No. But it definitely is, I'm saying this as an adult, which is a lot better than as a kid. This is one of, if not the best game of all time. More. Because it, like, it is. It's one of those things. It, I've I've played it, and not even nostalgia. Like, there's there's been no. Uh, this isn't. Good. I've played Pokemon Red and Blue again. <laughs> God, that was not enjoyable. I've played uh, Ocarina of Time. I never played that as a kid, so I just looked at it and went, "This is, this is not uh, what was advertised to me." But playing this again, I'm like. Yes, still works, still good. Well, there you have it. Our thoughts on uh, the beauty that's Half Life Two, the apparently, possibly even greatest game of all time, and it definitely, it's definitely up there. Uh, if you have any thoughts, please let us know on our Facebook page. We love to discuss. That's why we have this podcast. And, and really, uh, if if there is a game like this in this day and age, please, you have to, you are obliged to go onto the Facebook page and go, Matt. You need to play this. I it might not even become a podcast game. I might just play it because I need to play it. Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Adrian. I have been Matthew. And I've been Michael. And I've let everyone down. No, it's okay. There's <laughs> more for you to experience. Uh, hey, that's what it's all about. How busy are ya? Is it is it for a busy gamer? That's okay, you can just do a kickflip into the next Fortnite's game. <laughs> is a kickflip even a thing, or did I make that up? No, no that, it that's, is. That's like one of the main things. So you're learning, it's in your head. How cool is G-Man? What if G-Man did some dope skateboard moves? G-Man is the sickest guy. I'm like trying to show Casey, and she, like, she, she wasn't getting... That's the thing, who is he? No one knows. We don't know. How does he teleport? How's he teleporting around? He stops time. He's in your head. Is he just like a, a like a being? Like he's not like he's clearly not human. Yeah. So I think the thing is just that he, his role is kind of different in Half Life One and Half Life Two because in Half Life One it's just like oh it's it could effectively just be God just checking up on you like 